The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with Rachel Abenson. Uh, this young lady started Lemur Cleaning Services November 2019 in Spring, Texas. I just learned that's outside of Houston. So there you go. They serve residential clients. Uh, we are going to jump into coaching. But before, I have to know, why on God's green earth Lemur Cleaning Services? That's got to mean something. And Cleaning Nation and myself must know. What is a Lemur Cleaning Service? How'd you come up with the name? Hi, Cleaning Nation. Thank you for having me. Uh, good question. Honestly, I don't have a great story behind that. Uh, it's just inner. Um, my sister was calling me Lemur, and I was just sitting there one day trying to come up with a great name for my company, and I had no idea. Um, I had no great idea, so I just decided to call it Lemur Cleaning Services because my sister was calling me Lemur. So, yeah, that's not fancy, but that's the truth. It's a fine story. The true story is always the best one. It don't have to be spectacular. I just, it's very interesting. All right. So what's going on in your world and how can I, uh, how can I make your life a little better, Rachel? Well, I started this company two years ago. Uh, right now I have uh, 52 uh, reoccurring clients because I'm listening to all your podcasts, 700 episodes. And you always say uh, every two weeks is your bread and butter. So most of my clients are uh, bi-weekly and they're monthly clients. I have 52 of them. I have four uh, part-time employees. Um, I, um, I try to stay in the same area. Uh, I'm doing pretty well, growing, following your advice, doing exactly what you say. And um, right now, my biggest problem, I guess, scheduling. I use a free version of ZenMade. Uh, which I highly recommend. I love it. Uh, it's not sponsored, <laughs> but um, it's very hard for me to um, create a schedule for the next week uh, because some clients uh, request certain cleaners. Some cleaners don't like certain clients. Uh, some clients request only afternoons or only, or only mornings. Uh, some clients request only Mondays and Fridays, and it's a huge headache, and I think I do something wrong. And I would love uh, to hear your input. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe you can give me an advice, uh, something outside, uh, hire somebody to do scheduling. Because <laughs> right now, I don't think I'm ready to do that. I definitely will shortly, maybe like virtual assistant who will do scheduling for me. Uh, but do you have any advice regarding how to make schedule, how to simplify scheduling? Yeah. First of all, I started with the lemur question and now I realized I made a horrible mistake. You have a lovely accent. And if I'm a podcast listener, I can't enjoy the podcast until I know where the accent is from. So where's uh, the oh, accent? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Russian. I grew up in Russia uh, next to the border with Finland. Uh, I still have dual citizenship. I'm a U.S. citizen and Russian citizen. How long have you been in the States? Uh, 12 years. Okay. Well, the accent is lovely. Keep it as long as you can. It's just fantastic. And I got to tell you, Cleaning Nation, my favorite people to coach are high-level athletes, and first-generation immigrants. They're hard workers, they're coachable, they're just like, what do I gotta I do? No choice, yes. Yeah. I no back. I, uh, I'm facing 15 years in jail in Russia, so I'm not coming back. <laughs> Holy heck, that would be a, a good motivator to not. And I gotta say, 
no offense to my American friends or even my Canadian friends, but sometimes we get a little entitled. And I find with uh, immigrants, there's no entitlement. They're like, I work hard. Just give me my opportunity. That's all I want. No one needs to hand me anything. No one needs to do anything for me. Just stay out of my way and let me uh, let me earn my living. And that's, we can all definitely learn from that. It's a, it's a beautiful sentiment. Okay. That said, um, now I feel on the spot before, you know, just coaching some r- random American. Now we've got a Russian lady here that's, you know, we got, we got to really step up our game. Okay. Um, perfect. So I have lots of thoughts on that and I'm glad that you're not hyper-focused on the software. So a lot of, and by the way, we've had Amara, the owner of Zenmate on, I think it's a great program. There are others that are great. Um, I don't want to get into the software. Zenmate's fine. That's not the problem, so to speak. You said two or three things that I think are probably going to hold you back. First, I have certain clients that only want certain cleaners. Um, I shouldn't say a lot, but a portion of cleaning nation have a belief uh, or an allowance, or they set up their business such a way where anywhere from just it's understood all the way up to something as concrete as a unique selling proposition of we will have the same cleaner at the same time, all the time. You always have the same person. I know that's not what you're saying, Rachel, but some do. Um, You've got a lesser version of that of, Oh, if you prefer Steve or Susan or Rachel or Mike, that's all fine. We'll just get you that. Um, I personally want to make sure that my agreement with my customer is to get an outcome, not to do it the way that they want. So for coaching clients, I've never, I can't even think of a time a client was like, I don't like Tracy, who's one of our amazing mindset coaches. I prefer Suzanne, right? If they did, I'd go, listen, I'd have to set, I don't want to say set them straight, but I'd have to re revisit the nature of our relationship, which is you came to me for a result. That result is some sort of revenue or freedom or profit or whatever the result is. My job is to get you that that result in a legal and ethical and moral way. (laughs) Don't you worry about anything other than that. As long as I'm providing the result, I'm no offense. I'm not particularly interested in if you like or don't like whatever. I'm here to coach you. You are here to get the result. You got to trust the process. Obviously, your clients aren't coming to you for coaching. So the relationship's a little different, but I would still set up, Rachel, you came to me to give you more free time, more time with your kids to feel amazing when you come home. Whatever the result that you promised them is, that's the result that you owe them. I would not do a lot of nonsense around, oh, well, they only like Mike and they don't like Steve or Rachel's no good, but we like, I'm going to re, I don't want to say renegotiate because it's certainly not negotiating. I'm going to revisit, reclarify the nature of my relationship, which is to provide a result. And if I'm not getting that result, so say they like Rachel and not Mike because Mike does a bad job. That's a different problem. <laughs> I'm not going to say, well, Mike sucks. So I just won't send him to Rachel because she's picky. Mike's got to go or his skill sets need to come up. But certainly we're not just going to kind of juggle. If it's just the fact Rachel doesn't like to cut a Mike's jib, well, that's, that's I'm just not going to let Rachel, you see what I'm saying? So I would yeah, kind of yeah. read more in your mind, by the way. This starts with Rachel and her own inner talk before we can have the conversation with clients. And then certainly, I couldn't imagine the universe. We'll go back to Tracy, who's one of my favorite humans. There's no universe where we accept the client because we're particular about who we work with. So it's not like I'm letting anyone be abusive or rude. All the clients that we have are amazing. We're very selective about who we work with. And I'm assuming you do the same, Rachel. You're not letting people abuse your staff. (laughs) They're all being treated with the respect that they deserve. If that's the case, I couldn't imagine a universe where Tracy's like, yeah, I don't like coaching Rachel. Like, what? Do your job. What are you talking about? That's insane. So we've got to get off the the any sort of position where your employees get to dictate to you to whom they will and will not clean. Hey, this is the job. If you don't like it. I, I honestly, I agree with you because, again, I was listening to all your podcast episodes and that's what you're teaching us. For sure. 
yeah, I, I agree. And I'm trying to do that, but I still honestly still struggle sometimes because like, so you're probably struggling with a lack of a hiring funnel, not with the employees. When typically we tolerate behavior that's not the best from employees, it's because we don't have a good hiring funnel. Um, you can see, I always like using romantic relationships because everybody gets it, right? We'll see a friend of ours who's, let's just say it's a lady and she's a lovely lady and she's dating kind of a knucklehead um, and she keeps tolerating. We're like, why? Well, because she's so involved in that. She can't see all the other great guys around there. And if there's a, a bunch of amazing guys lined up at her door, it would be a different thing than if she's like, I've been looking to date for years and this is the only guy that's ever taken me on a date or there's three and they were all terrible. It's a very different situation than a woman that's got high quality men that are like, I would love to spend time with you. So again, we sometimes solve the wrong problem, right? We don't have a good hiring funnel, which means we can't hire enough people, which means we tolerate bad behavior from those people. Oh, you're so right. You're so right. Yes, yes. Because I, when I started hiring, it was, uh, I would be honest, it was complete disaster and I was following your advice and I'm doing better. I'm doing exactly what you say. And month after month, I'm doing better. I'm hiring better people. I'm letting uh, people who not so well, do not so well, I'm letting them go, replacing them with the better A players. So you, you're so right. You have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find the princess. That's a, you know what? I'm all verbose with my American, the, the Russian lady said it right. You got to kiss a lot of frogs to get a couple of princes. But the beautiful thing is if you need, a dozen, again, it comes down to systems, right? If you're personally as the owner kissing these frogs in one by one, forget it. But if you get a system or a process to bring the people to you, screen out the best ones and you don't have to, and we do go over that in another podcast. So I'm not going to dive is too there, deep. Mike, is there anything can be done when the client telling me, uh, I only want my house to get cleaned on Tuesdays and Thursdays, other days of the week do not work for me. Yeah. See that part. So again, there's, there's reasonable and unreasonable. Um, I don't like the look of Rachel's face. I don't want her in my house. Or maybe we get flat out racist, right? That guy, I don't like girls. I don't like men. I don't like Russians. I don't like black people. I don't like white people. Any of that's like, I don't give two craps. You know, like as long as Rachel's qualified, I'm not interested in your opinions. That said, hey, it would be more convenient for me Tuesdays and Thursdays. It, you know, the, the, the first house or the second house, that's a very reasonable request. Hey, I need it Saturday at midnight. I'm probably going to not choose that. But those are reasonable things. And the cool thing is, I want to have a schedule anyway. I'm not going to do anyone randomly. So even if they don't want, I'm going to put them on a day. So it's not like I'm just going to call them whenever I, you know, we bill in advance. So say they're every other week. I'm just like every other Tuesday is your day. And it's like, well, I'd prefer Thursday. Okie dokie. Like that part's no big deal because that's going to be less than probably 20% of your clients. So not a big deal. Um, so yes, that I would tolerate. All right. There's one more thing that you said on this that I want to hit because it's also important. Um, it is so common. I don't know why people fight me on this one. The biggest, the first biggest step that scares the bejesus out of most owners, and you've already made this step, Rachel, is turning their baby over to employees. No one cleans like me. The employees are going to do a bad job. The customers are all quick because they demand me, blah, 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 right? So I get it. And you'll live that life until, and, you're, and I'm talking to Rachel and everyone else listening, until you just make that determination no more. I can't, I won't. I didn't sign up to be a cleaner. That's not my job. I would be honest, if I still do some cleanings. <laughs> that's okay. Well, we'll I'll yell we'll, we'll pick another day to, to fight that one out. So getting out of cleaning is, and again, we're now we're starting to come. And it's so funny. This is by the way, why you get a good coach, right? Because Rachel showed up thinking, hey, one of my bigger problems that I need help with is my scheduling is a problem. But when we really dive into what's going on, what we realize is 
she has a hiring funnel problem, right? And that's, that's manifesting itself in so many different ways. She's still cleaning, which is going to inhibit you from being as effective as a boss as you'd like to be. Because if I'm acting, if I'm not doing the best for the clients and you know, I'm cleaning 20 hours a week. And if I leave now that 20 hours gets tacked on to Rachel, because you don't have the systems and processes, you're probably going to treat me differently than you should as a boss. I can probably start showing up when I want, making my own rules. I don't want to clean here. I got this kind of attitude. I want more money. And it's hard for you to be an owner because you're a cleaner, right? So good news is it all comes down to that one foundation. I'm going to give you a bonus, but honestly, until you get your hiring funnel locked and loaded and you're out of cleaning, I wouldn't worry about any of these other problems. They're all secondary. So let's get that fixed first and then we can kind of move on to the next thing. And I'll tell you what the next thing is. Um, the next thing is schedule, uh, hiring a scheduler. We all have this weird, just the same reason we're like, I'm a cleaner. I do magic cleaning and I'm the only one who can do it. We think the same things with scheduling. I'm the only one that understands that Steve will only work here and Mrs. Johnson only wants Tuesdays and all these little, and typically it's because we've had, A, we're personally involved with them, which is not what we want to be. So the schedule I typically hire is not part of the team. He doesn't see or no one gets to talk to him. So Steve can't say, well, you know, Rachel, I've got my kids and I want to do this and blah, 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 blah. The schedule just handles it. And that's all that they do. Do you think the VA would be a good choice for me right now, considering that I'm small and I only have four employees? Really quick. I hate the word VA because I could, same as I hate the word operations manager, same as I hate the word supervisor. What are we talking about? So all VA stands for is virtual assistant and virtual means they don't do it in office. So yes, I'm absolutely talking about somebody virtually. I don't know. They don't need to be in your office at all. Um, they're just going to make the schedule and, and man the phone so somebody doesn't show up or the schedule, whatever, the scheduling software to make sure everybody checks in. If someone doesn't, they've got their system. You, you just help them. And here's the thing, guys, gals. We, so, yes, they would technically be a virtual assistant and that they were virtually, not in your physical space, assisting you with one task, which is – so I don't like virtual assistant because it means they're just going to do everything. I don't like operations manager because it means they're going to – really what they're we're saying is I haven't taken the time to think through what I need, so I'm just going to make up a very sloppy title, virtual assistant. That Literally, they could do your dry cleaning. They, can, they can't give you a back rub because they're virtual, but anything that is can be done from afar – is under their purview. And typically we're hiring low wage people for that, which is fine. But if you're like low wage person, be ready to do anything and everything I I don't want to do that I haven't figured out that sucks for me virtually and do it for no money. And then they're shocked when they can't find anyone. However, when we go, I would like you to handle this scheduling. We've got four employees, each employee, that's two teams of two. Each team does about two houses a day. Um, So there's literally only four houses a day that need to be scheduled. You're going to set the schedule at the beginning of the week. That'll take you 30, 40 minutes, 20, 30 minutes if you have it set up right and you're not like letting everybody be crazy. And one to three days a week, someone's going to call in or get sick or do something weird. You'll have to jump in and solve it. Easy peasy. And all you got to do is as you're training that virtual assistant, you're doing the work anyway. The first time, and I wouldn't call him a virtual assistant, I'd call him a scheduler. That's their job. The first time I did it, I just like, hey, watch this. And all the scheduling I did, I would just have them watch me do it. And then the same way we train them to do it, uh, our cleaners, we have them watch us and then we watch them and then we let them do it on their own. Same thing with a virtual assistant or the, the scheduler. So long story short, for you, Rachel, um, and we do this a lot because we know kind of our secret problems that we don't really want to deal with. And the secret problem Rachel's got that we're kind of bringing to light is I don't have a good hiring funnel and it's too scary. I don't want to try and fix it. I've tried to fix it before. I failed. I'm too dumb. It's too. We make up a bunch of stories that are, I'm not saying those are your stories, but you've got stories that aren't true as to why you can't have all the good employees that you need. Um, I would focus exclusively on that problem until it was solved. And then I would consider scheduling or hiring a scheduler, all that other stuff. But as long as you're in the field 
and your employees are treating you, the inmates are running the asylum because you're afraid to fire them because you don't have anyone else, we can't solve the rest of the problems. Fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. Questions, comments, rude remarks? Are we good? No, sir. As always, every word is a goal. Thank you so much. I just have Rachel on because she says nice things about me. So I'm going to play this back for my wife and be like, see, look, people think I'm smart. <laughs> oh, no, no, Mike. My, my, my fiance said, like, I don't want to hear about this guy anymore because it talks so much about him. And, like, please don't tell him good stuff about him on the show. And I said, Well, here's what you can tell your fiance make it better. <laughs> Go. Mike told me himself, his wife don't listen to him neither. So it's okay. <laughs> you won't listen to your fiance. No, Mike, I, 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 I really owe you a lot because nobody helped me more than you did. And uh, it didn't cost me a dime. I was just listening to all your shows. I'm a big fan. Literally, I was doing exactly what you told me to do. And it worked. So if anybody listening to the show, I highly encourage them to listen to your podcast and just do exactly what you say to do because it works. I'm living proof that it worked. Oh, so, well, thank you, Rachel. Yeah, all right. absolutely. So Cleaning Nation, thanks for joining us. Um, if you're like, hey, that was really helpful. I need more. Like Rachel mentioned, we have over 800 now podcasts at growmycleaningcompany.com. They're totally free. Um, there's a free on-demand training. That's probably the best place to start. Got a couple of books on Amazon. I'm a freaking genius. Why is this business so hard? Uh, Million Dollar Service Business Secrets. Those are both great. Check them out. See you there. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.